Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. (laughs) Yeah. to the future. Yes! Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being here again. Um, So before we actually start this episode, um, I do have a guest on this episode, as it's the seven episodes, and as as y'all all all know, or you should know, whenever there's a seven in the episode, I'm going to be talking to a man who is attracted to trans women, um, particularly a black man, that would be um, my ideal preference. And so far, I've been pretty successful. So episode 7, 17, 27, 37, 47, and now 57 will be all black men who are attracted to trans women. Um, please go and check that out. Um, I think that's a very important conversation that needs to be had, particularly around this week. And so... Um, This week, we will be acknowledging and celebrating um, Trans Awareness Week, which takes place from November 13th to November 19th. Again, Trans Awareness Week, November 13th to November 19th. So this is um, an event, so to speak, that culminates up to the point of November 20th, which is Transgender Day of Remembrance, or TDOR, T-D-O-R, It's an observation, an acknowledgement of the trans folks that we have lost this year. Um, 
as 2021, and it's not even over yet, has been the deadliest year on record for the trans folks that we have lost. Um, there has been at least 45 that we know of. Um, a lot of times when trans folks are murdered, um, their lives are taken away and all that kind of stuff, they're often misgendered as they don't have access to changing their paperwork and their documents. People are burying them and filing reports in their old names or their dead names. And so we don't get all the information. So 45 at least. And, um... I know that may not seem like a whole lot, but considering how small the amount of people who are identifying openly as trans and things of that nature, it's quite a big number. So I just want to put that in perspective and most importantly that black trans women um, and Latinx or Latina or Latina trans um, women and folk are, you know, the top tier running, but definitely black trans women. We are unfortunately winning at that race. Um, and there are a lot of multiple factors. There are a lot of factors that play into why we're the um, number one. And if I'm not mistaken, the age cap and the life expectancy for a black trans woman has been lowered from age 35 to age 32. And if y'all know, I just turned 31 um, last week. Um, so as a black trans woman, um, the reality of these statistics are frightful, if anything. And um, I, I, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my part and making sure that everyone is knowledgeable and aware that, you know, it's, it's challenging. And I want people to be knowledgeable and aware of the fact that um, all we're trying to do is exist, attain the same... Um, rights and privileges that cisgender heterosexual people have. And there are a multitude of systems that we talk about on this podcast all the time that hold us back, that don't allow us to be who we are. Um, you know, ugh, there's a lot of things. Um, if you'd like for me to go more into it, you can definitely do that. But I encourage everyone, and I'm going to put links in the bottom below, um, in the description and everything to get more num to get more information to get more access to understanding more about trans awareness week and tdor i uh, i believe we had an episode last year um that was about transgender uh, uh trans awareness week and tdor transgender day of remembrance i think it's on the same episode as the thanksgiving episode which is episode number eight so if you want to hear more about that you can go to that episode there but um, I'm just going to read a couple of things. So what is Transgender Day? <laughs> Transgender Awareness Week. Transgender Awareness Week is the week when transgender people and their allies, this is also includes gender nonconforming folks as well or gender expansive folks, um, take action to bring attention to the community by educating the public about who trans and GNC people are, sharing our stories and experiences, advocating around the issues of prejudice, discrimination, and particularly violence. Transgender Day, uh, Transgender Awareness Week, Trans Awareness Week goes again from November 13th to the 19th and ends on the 20th, which is, of course, Transgender Day of Remembrance, TDOR, 
which was founded by Gwendolyn Ann Smith as a, on a, as a vigil to honor her memory of Rita Hester, a transgender woman who was killed in 1998. So this has been going on for many, many years, and many organizations do take place, um, take uh, take take uh, do events and do and try to round up money and all kinds of things. It's very important um, that we're thinking about these things. Um, it's really emotional, and I. <laughs> um, I'm having a hard time putting all these things into words because 32 and I'm 31 and in, in real life, it genuinely scares me and my voice is kind of shaking at this point. And I'm not trying to bring the episode down from the gate, but I just want this to be known. And um, I just want to read some of the names that I have here. I don't want to read all 46 of them, but well, actually, you know what? I think that would be the most respectful. I redact what I just said. I'm going to read every single name here. So 45 folks, 45 trans people, again, particularly mostly black trans women or Latinx, Latina trans women are going to be spearheading this list, unfortunately, because of a lot of things. So Tiana Alexander, Samuel Ad Damien Valentine, Bianca Muffin Banks, Dominique Jackson, Bithy Bands, Alex Braxton, China Cadillo, uh, Jeffrey JJ, uh, um, Jenna Franks, Diamond Karee Sanders, Rihanna Pardo, Jada Peterson, Dominique Lucius, Remy Fennell, Tierra Banks, Natalie Smut. Iris Santos, Tiffany Thomas, Carrie Washington, Jahar Del Alto, Whispering Wind, Bear Spirit, Sophie Vasquez, Danica Henney, Serenity Hollis, Oliver Taylor, Thomas Harden, Poe Black, E.J. Boykin, Aileen Evans, Taya Ashton, Shia Vanderpump, Tierra Marie Lewis, Miss Coco, Pooh Johnson, Desana Monet, Brianna Hamilton, Kier Laprine Cartier, Cartier, Mel Groves, Royal po po Poetical Stars, Zoel Rose Martinez, Joe Ackert, Jesse Hart, Ricky Otururu, Marquisha Lawrence, and then any others that I have missed. Um, yes, I just want to say I, I wish you all the most abundant peace. Um, I'm sorry you have left us so soon. Um, yeah. So again, uh, Transgender um, Day of Remembrance is um, November 20th. I'll put links in the description, of course. Um, and then this is Trans Awareness Week. So I encourage trans folks to share their stories if they feel comfortable. I mostly encourage uh, cisgender people, even if you're within the LGBTQI plus community, um, all the cis folks that exist in our space to listen to our stories and try to have empathy, 
try to do your best to connect and understand who we are, why we do what we do, and the experiences of trans people. Um, it'll, it'll really help reduce a lot of these numbers and, you know, reduce the stigma of the things that we go through. And yeah, so I, I just wanted to bring this to the front of the episode because it's very important. Um, but I am excited that I do have a guest on this episode. And again, he is um, a black man who is attracted or amorous with trans women. So, and this is, again, important conversations to have because it'll put in perspective where other people who are not trans see themselves and how they relate to the community and what they can do to be supportive outside of just wanting to be intimate with us. So I'm going to go and bring in our guest after this small break. And again, I love you all. And I want to thank everyone for the birthday wishes and all the love that they sent me. Um, so thank you. Um, and we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm not gonna try an American accent. <laughs> you can if you want to. Um, and see how you see how I you. Mean, I mean, I try, but I. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, y'all. But I mean, I. I'm gonna keep that in. I'm keeping that in. I'm recording it now, but I wanna. I'm keeping that in. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, hi everyone. Oh, um, y'all heard the little um thing at the beginning there, the one I did for T Door. Um, again, please go down to the links below and check out all that stuff for Trans Awareness Week and T Door Transgender Day of Remembrance that's coming up on this coming Saturday, November the twentieth. Um, and as I mentioned, I do have a lovely guest for this episode. So I'm going to do the air horn one more time because they deserve it. And y'all heard them doing this funny accent. So I can't. <laughs> so I'm just excited they're going to be here. So I would like to bring to the stage in this lovely platform, um, Mark, or as I like to call him, the Black Knight. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi. Don't be all shy now. You are doing your American accent. Oh, you want me to do that? Okay, I'm laughing, y'all, because Mark is actually in the UK, and that's not his normal accent, so it's so funny to hear him talk like that, and I, it's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. Thank you. Uh, okay, so Mark, also known as the Black Knight, um... Thank you again for being here so much. Um, we have exchanged lovely uh, messages on Instagram, have had lots of different conversations, and you're always and interacting with my Instagram live and and stuff like that on Lost in Translation. Y'all should go watch those Lost in Translations on Instagram. 
Yeah, go watch those. Yeah, see, he, he knows what's up. Oh, speaking of he, um, would you love to? I'm, I just gave all the information away, but would you like to tell the audience um, your pronouns and how you identify with your orientation, if you want to? So I'm bisexual, and um, I like women and I like men. Ah, yes, and you use he and him pronouns. Yes, right? Yeah. Yay! Beautiful and bisexual. We love a bisexual man. We love that here. At least I'll speak for myself. I like. I'm not gonna say this thing now. Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, Mark um interacts a lot with my Instagram live. Um, Lost in Translation. Um, has listened to all my podcast episodes. Is always asking me for advice about how to interact and engage with trans women, specifically black trans women. However, of course, uh, he is in the UK, so I don't have all the information for that. However, comma, I try to do the best I can to help explain things and such and so forth. Um, so I really appreciate it. And, you know, he so graciously decided to be, um, my seven episode, number 57, where of course I always interview a black man who's attracted to transgender women. So he decided to oblige me. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so before we go, uh, into all your black story or your history, as we like to say on this show, um, how about you tell everyone how your blackness is doing? So how are you doing as a black person, especially in the UK? I'm interested. Oh yeah. There's a lot of us out here. Um, and a lot of us sound very kind of, you know, very British and, um, the culture is good, but we, we take a lot of stuff from the U S as you know, <laughs> for example, the shows, that's, that's why the, uh, accent kind of like. You know, we watch these these American shows, so you, you always get into character. Even though, you know, we're, we're British, we still have that kind of, you know, collard green grits and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Come on, collard green and um, grits! <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we, 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 like, you're our cousins, really, you? So, so, you know, it's just like that. But we just uh, sound a bit more eccentric as such. I think y'all sound more fun than we do. I'm sorry. I've, I've been watching like way too much Harry Potter. I've been reading the books, like re, right, getting into it and stuff like that. So I catch myself being like, oh, I could do that. I could, I could talk like an like a person from Britain. I don't know how well my accent is. So you can gauge it if you want. You can rate me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought well, your American well, accent. I thought your American accent was great though. It was sick, nigga. I was like, oh my god, you really <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I always like to think of like, you know, people who are black people who are in England or who are overseas and stuff like that. They're not. They're, the only thing that makes them, you know not as closely related to me, I would say, as a Black person is that, you know, we just have different experiences. There's strong correlations, but there's just different experiences because, you know, every every place has been basically almost colonized by, you know, white people. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to escape that. But I think just based upon the, the varying kinds of culture there. So can you talk a little bit about the Black culture that's in the UK? Like... 
um like the kind of yeah go ahead i mean we 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 have ghettos and we have very much urban areas but i think what you're talking about with the blackness is that your your history is more entrenched in in kind of slavery and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it's a lot more kind of harsh and uh, as like america is more like this is a very small country so you know this compared to america is like it, it, it has its it has its racism it has its kind of you know those those things but it's, i wouldn't say it's as much and i wouldn't say that there's as much a backlash or mm-hmm. hatred as there is in your country mm-hmm. although there is a lot over here but not as much but then i guess it's just down to the way that your countries are run and how our countries are run so you know mm-hmm. so i think like s- slavery over here it wasn't as bad as it was in america mm-hmm. and stuff like that and also kind of like you know like the rights that even white people fought for over here was more pro effective than what it was in the state yeah because like we didn't really have as much segregation mm-hmm. as you would have had so yeah yeah i'm thank you for sharing that experience again i've never been to the uk or overseas and um like i always say my best friend will rub that in my face as long as he can uh so but i plan to change that at some point in time <laughs> yes come over it's very nice over here i it's would like cold uh, cold and rainy oh lord that's not good for my hair i don't know about that <laughs> Um, but I, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing that you pointed out about the, um, the, um, like how slavery had a, such a stronghold and a gravity over here in the U S and yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, as we're kind of like, you know, the little terrible little orphan Annie <laughs> to like England, like the United States were just like a spoiled brat who just has this certain level of entitlement in comparison to like the other countries that have been here much longer and stuff like that. So um, I'm sure like, you know, you all still face obviously racism and various kinds of prejudice based upon your blackness and your color and colorism and your shade complexion and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's very interesting. So I, I thank you for sharing it. Not that he didn't say that he doesn't get it at all. He just says it's different. So I know in our country, you've seen lots of people um, really get up in people's faces and do all that stuff and call people niggers and all that kind of shit before. I'm sure you've seen all of that. Do they do that kind of stuff in the UK, like to that degree, or is it more um, microaggressions? It's, 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 it's more kind of, yeah, I would say it's like, like we have this thing where we play football over here. They have football. You call it soccer. Soccer. And it, yeah, a lot of it is hooliganism, and that is it, it, it's very, very racially motivated. Like even when England went to the, to the World Cup, or was it the Euros? I think it was the Euros, and they missed three black people missed penalties, and then they started shouting monkeys and Ooh. stuff like this. And, yeah, and like, even years ago when black players wasn't that 
problem mm-hmm. in football. They used to throw banana skins on the pitch and stuff like that. So. Okay. So, in long story short, white people are terrible everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me redact that. Specific kind of white people are terrible all over the place. Although they, a lot of y'alls who are white still have a lot of unconditioning and unbiases to learn and stuff like that, you know. Going straight to calling black people monkeys and all that kind of stuff when they miss field goals. I'm like, girl, it's a soccer game. Or, I'm sorry, it's a football game. And I don't want to disrespect your, um, your, your favorite pastime over there. Unless it's rugby. I don't know what your favorite pastime in, in the UK is. Uh, my favorite pastime there is uh, football, and that was what you'd call soccer. But um, rugby, or rugby, as they would call it, is, is not not really what I like to watch. So, and, uh, so there you are. Oh, how was my accent? Was it good? How was it? Well, to be to be fair, you kind of went like uh, English to Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Attempt. Not English to Asian. Oh, God, I got to do some more studying. I got to get my inflections right. Okay, thank you so much for telling us about what it's like to be a black person and stuff in England. Um, I'm sure there's a whole lot more you can tell us about that. However, you're here for a specific reason to talk about your experiences yeah. and stuff like that. But before we go there, I have one more question before we go there. Is You can take okay. your time answering, of course, is... How do you define black masculinity? Mm-hmm. Okay, so with me and masculinity, I don't believe that it's kind of, I, I guess it's just a feeling. And if you feel like you're powerful or you're strong, you don't necessarily have to show that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it, it's like you, 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 you have your masculinity but you don't have to impose it because you could feel that way but then sometimes you may not feel that way okay if, if that makes sense no yeah it, it makes sense i think what a lot of it is is the um we were everything is so binary it's a yes or a no a black or a white and up or a down or whatever and so everything is so you're either on this side or you're on that side and so but we fully acknowledge that there are multitudes of other layers it's not just left and right we have you know a little bit up to the left and the, you know we have north and we have northeast or we have south and we have southwest like there are so many different layers and so many different colors and, and experiences and textures and stuff that we acknowledge and understand and but we keep certain things so rigid and so limited because you know i think it would it scares people to have constructs and thoughts outside of that so i think what you're saying is important along the lines of masculinity is going to definitely be on one side and femininity is going to be on the other side and we know how to identify them we know how they correlate 
But the thing, the fact of the matter is that is just because someone's masculine doesn't mean they're going to have those characteristics that you inherently see. Or if they're feminine, they have these other characteristics. So it's not going to be a perfect both and kind of situation. It could be an amalgamation. It could be one or it could be the other. It could be in the middle or it could not exist at all. And I think that okay. I think that we see that in a multitude of other different things. As I just mentioned, colors, textures, patterns, all kinds of stuff. But then, you know, when we get to our own individual human experience, we just go like, mm -mm, no, not at all. Kind of like we've outgrown or gotten to a certain level where we're above the the majesty and the, 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 the nuances and the impact and the effects of what nature has inherently created. So I think that's very important that people need to think about that. And I'm glad that you're recognizing that. Especially as, I'm going to put you on blast, especially as an older black man. <laughs> yeah, I went. That was a loud blow, girl. Yes. Very loud blow. Sorry. Um, but yes, and so in a, we, in a moment, we can definitely talk about your experience growing up and your childhood. Because I'm very intrigued to hear how it all kind of transpired. And... So tell us all about your um, black story. So where did you, where were you born? And then, you know, England and your childhood and all that kind of stuff. Your family, friends, all that stuff. Okay, so I was born in uh, East London. And um, the place was a very rough area. It's called Port uh, Hackney. And um, basically, I was very <clears throat> so I was very young and I went into care mm. at a very young age so I kind of grew up away from my family mm. my immediate family um, and I got raised by a black family in the south east of London just outside London mm -hmm. called uh, uh, Bromley and uh, I stayed there what was like 11 Okay. Um, didn't have a very good uh, upbringing. Because mm. uh, obviously, was both my family, my family wasn't that great. But um, yeah, so, and then I went back to Hackney, uh, where I was in care and stuff like that. And then I just grew up, I suppose. And then I think it was from, I'd say, about was kind of like difficult for me because nobody kind of understood me and I didn't understand myself um, and then from there it kind of like just kind of I, I kind of tried to put it to the side and like obviously I had girlfriends and stuff like that and then as I got older it just kind of those feelings just kept coming up coming up mm -hmm. um, and trying to explain it to people was a bit like nobody didn't want to know. They thought, oh, you know, my grandmother kind of threw me out of the house and I had to 
had to be on the street, you know, kind of stuff like that. So, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of hard for me. But then I said to myself, do you know what? Um, just got to deal with it. So I did. And then I just kind of, like, kind of got into it. I mean, some people still don't like it, but I just, if they don't like it, then I don't like them. So that's it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I definitely want to say that I'm, oop, dropped the coin. <laughs> I, I definitely want to say that, you know, I'm sorry that you had to go through all of that and not being able to even be with your, you know, your biological family and stuff like that. I'm sorry you had to go through that, um, that separation. And then also, you know, trying to embrace who you are and then people not accepting you and throwing you out. Trust me, I I relate on quite a few of those things. So I, I definitely get it. Um, and yeah. And so I, I would, I would, I'm very interested to hear, um, I guess more about, you know, I, I guess uh, I'm interested to hear more about when you were growing up in the sense of like with this with this care you were talking about. So I assume this is kind of like foster care, like you were kind of in the system and people were giving you to like other families to be raised and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you so, talk a little um, bit about that a little bit? Yeah, so basically we, I was like a real Oliver Twist. Uh, please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and um, obviously went from place to place. Uh, I had all of family members that weren't family members. So I had cousins that weren't cousins, really cousins, but because I was in that, that setting, mm-hmm. they were considered uh, cousins. So I grew up, I had a lot of people. And uh, obviously, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of the foster kids that I was with, they was into the church and stuff like that so Ooh. I used to go to Sunday school and that so you can imagine the kind of um, devil child that they was um, <laughs> engaged with no um, devil child uh, yeah be, they tried to baptise me but I guess that didn't work um, so yeah. 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 And so yeah so I don't really have like a big circle of, I would say friends or you know, because just because people don't like it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, therefore, I can, you know, just keep myself my circle very small, and the people that do know, they kind of support me. You know, I kind of like, I just, I just, um, and if people, like I said before, if people don't like it, it's my life. So you smile and nod and you move on. That's what I'd be saying. You smile and nod and go, okay, Jesus. And then you keep on going. Uh, <laughs> but you just said you were a devil child. And I don't know why my brain was like, of course they have church in England. Of course they do. I, I do that. But it's it's funny how, you know, obviously institutions like religion are so dynamic and so powerful. And they still have like this chokehold on the black community. I do recognize the fact that a lot of black people are have this 
chokehold <laughs> of, you know, Christianity and religion and faith like that because they need something to believe in. And I just, and we've talked about it a few times on various episodes, how they sometimes can use it to weaponize things. You know, they, they may have made you out to be like some little demon child, as you so eloquently put it. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing that from you, at least not from this perspective, unless there's some dark, shady stuff you done did that you ain't told me about. Well, there might be, but for never know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, I do recognize that. And again, I'm sorry that you had to go through all that. That's, it's just not right. And I don't appreciate that at all. Um, I would love for you to be able to tell us more about how this attraction came about, um, and how, how you felt at the time and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you don't have to tell the, the person's name, but... (laughs) Can you tell us the story a little bit? Like how you kind of fell into like, oh, I like you. We was, we was, was, yeah, going swimming and, you know, like changing room antics. And this, this is, this is like, do you know what a wanker is? (laughs) What is, I've, I've, I've heard it, a wanker. (laughs) What is that? So that's an English term for a chronic masturbator. Oh, work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's what was going on at the time. And I kind of like, I kind of, my eyes kind of like was drawn to this. And then that was something that happened. Wait, you, you were the wanker or somebody else was? He was. Oh, uh uh-huh. You're going to direct the blame on somebody else. Yeah, go ahead. Continue. (laughs) Of course. Um, and then, yeah, it, from there, I kind of guess I had these feelings and that kind of like took hold and then it kind of merged. I mean, at first I was like trying to put it back to the back of my mind, like, the back of my mind, like, no, that's, that's not, that's not right. That's not what I know, you know, but mm-hmm. obviously it kept going How old were you approximately? I was about 15 and a half. Oh, 15 and a, and, and a half. A whole half. Okay. A whole half. Yeah. A whole half. So I was, yeah. Well, we can add the extra half, but you know where the extra half is going, so I won't. Oh um, my yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, you nasty. That's what he said. But anyway, let's go. Oh, Jesus. Um, I can't. So. <laughs> okay, so um, you, but you mentioned that before this that you were, um, you said you had a girlfriend or you had girlfriends before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you were talking about this idea of um, you kind of this internalized conversation where you'd be like, 
I'm not supposed to like this. This is not what I'm, this is not what I've been taught. And you literally are fighting with yourself. So, um, were you dating some girl at the time of having these feelings? Yeah. Okay. So you're like, I already, I like you, you already figured out that you had liked girls, which is fantastic. You should continue to like girls. Girls are wonderful and, and beautiful. Um, however, liking men, um, I like them myself, as you may know, and, um, I'm sorry that you do. (laughs) I'm sure you're not. And so how did you, um, what did you do? How did you, and how, how did you feel like after kind of making this discovery after seeing this, um, this wanka as it were? (laughs) Well, basically I thought like, know you get this because i think because people put things in your head from young and you kind of have this directive of what you should do and what you shouldn't do and what is right and what is wrong and so therefore you say to yourself no this this is so you feel guilty you feel shame you feel like a burden on you and you know you feel like you're gonna go to hellfire and meet the devil and you know grow some horns Uh you know so that was it really but then I just thought to myself, you know what? You can't fight the feeling, and mm. it, 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 it is what it is, you know. Right. And, so, and that's what it was. It was that, and a whole enchilada. <laughs> a whole enchilada. Do y'all got enchilada? No. Y'all got enchiladas in England? <laughs> no, no, no. I was doing an American thing again, so. Oh, no, it's okay. I thought you might have had some enchiladas over there. I was going to be like, y'all better have enchiladas at uh, England. That would be good. Yeah, we most probably do, but I just, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really know what that is. Oh, it's an enchilada. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure someone can correct me, but it's just like a, um, um, a Hispanic or Mexican, maybe specific. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Um, kind of um, food you would eat. It's kind of like wrapped in like a torta, like a tortilla kind of thing, and there's lots of cheese and stuff. So, okay. Yeah, I don't know what all goes in it, so I ain't gonna misspeak. But you know, it's an it's a it's a it's a Latin food origin. Yeah, you see, we don't have much Latin people over here. So. Oh, but you next to well, uh, well, Spain is pretty far away, and Portugal is too. So I guess that makes sense. Um, no, I, I, no, but I mean, like, as in, like, like you know, like, where in America you would have, like, a whole, like, kind of Mexican population, or mm-hmm. a, a Latino population, we, won't, we don't have that over here. We're, we're, we're multicultural, but we're more, like, Asians and, and you know, Indians. And oh, yeah. Of, like, People from the Middle East um, and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, well, look at that. Learning stuff. Look at that. <laughs> Um, and so I, I, um, so how did you find this place of comfort to be like, okay, well, and did like, did you learn about what bisexuality was and you were like, oh, that's me. Or were you kind of like, I'm just not going to act on it and I'll be okay. So what did you do when you was like, Ooh, that meat looking pretty good over there. I might have to. Oh yeah, me had to get some sausage like yo, guys get it's getting like especially the spicy kind, you know. Oh my god. So yeah. 
So what did you do? I just kind of just went with the flow. Hmm. That's it, really. I just went with the flow. And it, 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 it stood me in good stead. And I think it's something that I like. I just embrace it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone should. Because to be fair, I don't like all the... the, 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 the I know a lot of people kind of identify by certain labels, but I'm not really a label kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like all the labels. That's just me personally. But, you know, it's kind of like if you feel that thing, then you feel that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's your, right. And I, I understand and I agree. It's in the vein of, you feel the way that you feel and your feelings in that experience are valid. You know, I'm not going to take it away from somebody else. And, you know, even if people have, you know, the same label air quotes, that doesn't mean they're the same kind of person, you know, it has, there's a certain level of community around it. Like for example, you say you're bisexual, but there are people who are bisexual who may have a stronger preference for women and they may have a stronger preference for men Whereas you're kind of like, I don't really care. And so I think it's really important to know that, you know, even if you ended up being in a relationship with a woman, it doesn't stop your bisexuality. Or if, you, if you're in a relationship with a man, it doesn't stop your bisexuality. It doesn't like negate it or cancel it out or anything like that. And I think that's important to let people be able to experience and live the, the level that they want to live and be happy and because... In real life, it has nothing to do with us directly because it's not us and we don't have to wake up and be that person every day. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I I, to- I totally get it. Um, and I, I want to applaud you for just going with the flow of it and stuff like that. So um, did you ever go to like a gay bar and like try to find some or did you ever go to like a ball or a function to to find anyone to potentially get to know or find help when you're trying to, you know, be more comfortable with your orientation? No, to be honest with you, it's kind of funny because you would, you would, I mean, me thinking at first would have thought that was the place to go to go here or go there, but actually, I guess over here it's not like that. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you could be, you could be in a very, very straight place and still find something that you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like that. So okay, uh, yeah, and I mean, I mean, I've had like uh, people that I wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think that they was like, you know, that way, and then they're like, oh gosh, that's the whole thing. The whole enchilada. <laughs> the whole damn. You, you know the you know the you know you know the parcel that you expecting and you thinking right. You order the parcel mm-hmm. and it comes and then you, you look at it and you think, did I just order this? This is much more than what I what I was ordering. So you know, you know, you know, like when McDonald's like gives you extra burgers when you've ordered like a Big Mac and they give you another Big Mac mm-hmm. you think wow so yeah so it's like that really and it's it's it's, it's good because I guess that's why I kind of now lead on to this 
this whole fan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the middle where I, I, like, I like me a bit of both, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So that that would be the the, the, the next step. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like that. And um, just for a point of reference, because I'm annoying and um, because I think it's important to the conversation, if you wouldn't mind um, telling the lovely audience um, approximately how old you are. Approximately. Okay. I'm approximately 21. <laughs> plus, plus 21. Plus 21. 21 times 2, give or take. <laughs> a smidge to the left, a smidge to the right. So, you know, in currently, actually in real life, you're in like the older demographic of like the our target audience. And I think it's important for them to also hear your perspective as well because, you know, especially older black men, we don't really get them to speak a lot about these kinds of things as you're supposed, especially during that time period, like you're talking about, you are supposed to just be heterosexual. You're just supposed to be. And so any kind of deviation away from that is scary. And I'm sure in the times before, you know, my existence, it was much more scary even than some. And I'm sure now probably to people's perspectives, it's everything's calm and cool and collected. But as we've talked about already um, on this particular episode is that, you know, the violence against LGBTQ plus people, specifically trans people, is just growing steadily every year. And unfortunately, it's just the reality of the situation. And so things do get better, sort of, but it takes a... um, it takes a village, literally, to be able to create that kind of space and that kind of energy so people can feel the most safe and the most affirmed, even for the people who want to love us and be in relationship with us like yourself. So you don't have to worry about, like, you know, if you're interested in being with the trans woman, which you are, you don't have to worry about, like, is she going to be safe without me? You know, can she go to, you know, I don't know, you know, can she go and get, go catch the, go get, go catch the trolley and then go pick up the parcel and then have tea and crumpets with me later? You know, <laughs> okay, I'm being really rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not this face. <laughs> okay. I, it was good. It was a good accent. Don't do me. Um, it, it was a great accent. Thank you. Thank you for lying to me. Um, I'm ready for more lies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's an important thing to be thinking about is that when you're going to have these conversations and stuff, you have to just keep people's mindsets and backgrounds and stuff important. And that's why I always ask people about their backgrounds so we can really get a good foundation and understanding of where they're coming from, how they see things, what world they grew up in and that kind of stuff. Cause it's very important of those, that person's experience. And so... Obviously, um, we're, we're, we're also here to talk about, you know, trans women. And so you already mentioned, like, I like both. <laughs> so you like the, you, you want the best of both worlds with, I, you know, um, I think someone said this. I want to say Bob the Drag Queen. I don't know if you know who she is. But um, she said everyone, she believes everyone's a little pansexual. I'm kind of like, eh, maybe. I think in order to have a true continuum, everyone is has to be on a certain point at a certain time or 
you know, and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that everyone is pansexual. I would say maybe a vast majority are, you know, undercover, like pansexuality, like they just like what they like and that's okay. I can believe that, but I don't think that every single person is, you know, I think there may be more lenience in some places and not, but, um, you know, it, it makes sense. I, I've had a lot of men who like trans women and just cis women, like they just like women in general. They don't prefer the ambiguity, you know, they don't like the maybe-ness of being able to air quotes pass as a woman, you know, but they'll be like, oh, I'm bisexual because the idea of trans women, um, particularly if they're pre-op or they haven't undergone SRS or any kind of any of those procedures to, um, you know, get a vagina or anything like that, they still consider themselves bisexual as they're interacting with the penis in some situations. However, comma, um, if women are women, cis or trans, and you only date women, whether they be cis or trans, you're still heterosexual to me. So that's just my own personal thought process. However, you said like, nope, I wouldn't, yeah, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll still take the man, unfortunately, and I'll take the woman. And you know, if she happens to have a penis, that would be fantastic and I would love that. Yeah, I love I love the, the nodding of agreements. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> So the, um, the, the, the thing that I want, I guess I want to go into next, of course, is going to be the, um, you know, this discovery of attraction to trans women. So, um, I would like for you to tell me like how you were like, oh, look, you know, a woman. Okay. Wow. She has a penis or however you just stumbled upon it. And if it's porn, you can say that. I'm not gonna judge you. I'm just gonna look at you side eyely. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna say, you know what it's like. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I don't even think it's that, it's just the fact that. Oop, can't hear you. Said, a little bit louder. As I said, um, men and women. So if you kind of see that it's a marriage, like I said, it's just the best of both worlds, and I think that I'm attracted to both. So it, it would be common sense, like I like boobies and I like it. So that's what it is, see? So if you merge the two of them together, then that's what you got. Did you um, discover it? Like, how did you, you know, I guess my question is, how did you? find out, you know, that, you know, that could be a possibility that you would like? I guess, um, it's just like the allure and I guess like what's like, you know, like drag and stuff like that. And I guess like the kind of actions and, you know, the kind of like the way they move, you know, to talk. I, I, I just find that very alluring. Um, a very, very, very niche, um, and yeah, and I think that I mean it's 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 an attraction in itself. You see, so it's not because people always say to me, "Oh, what what attracts you to a person?" Well, it's a whole load of things. Mm -hmm. It's not just it's not just beauty. So it's not just looking at something. It's it's character. 
like I do with an old painting is put it on the wall. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just put it on the wall. And, and if I put that on the wall, then I can't really do anything with that. You know, because I'm, 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 it, it's just a piece of art. So that's not really helping me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so if you have different attractions, that makes it not easier to love someone or to be close to someone. Mm-hmm. So that character is is a major part of that because character is not just one thing. It's like um, it's like you know being ditzy. It's like kind of being okay. You know, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. It's being smart. It's being witty. You know, banter. So mm-hmm. yeah. No, I I love that. Um, you sound like you're looking for an actual person and a human being to interact with instead of someone just to, you know, ogle at and just look at them all the time and be like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and you know, that's, I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. You know, I would say that a lot of people are shallow and vain and I will not exempt myself from that. But, you know, I think we like to be able to look at people and we, the object of our affection. And we would also like for our, the object of our affection to also like the same things that we like so we can be able to do the things you're talking about, like have conversations, like be able to um, converse with them about a variety of different things, whatever your interests are. So it not only just is a plus that you're gorgeous and stunning and beautiful, you're handsome and rugged and muscular or whatever it may be. But it also helps immensely if you're, um, if you also have some character behind it too, as you mentioned. And I think that's something very important that I think a lot of men should pay attention to is that um, looking for someone who has the same qualities and the same values that you uphold that you want to seek out, seek those things, you know, because what do they always say? Beauty fades very quickly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Just take a look at me. So, you know. Oh my God. Late. <laughs> no, not at all. I disagree with that statement. That is not a true statement. Okay. Um, but anyway, no, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like one of those things where I can't, like, if I'm, because I'm in the, I've done it before, being with, like, girls and, like, I'm mm-hmm. taking them somewhere that be there, like, there's no conversation, mm-hmm. there's nothing, and it's just like, mm. yeah, I've definitely had that where, you know, yes, I'm, 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 I'm very well, I'm good at the story, <laughs> you know, just being sexual or just not being able to have any conversation, and, you know, that's why I'm bitter and old and lonely, um, but anyway, <laughs> Um, so what I'll say, and and I kind of want to go into this next thing is you often ask me, um, how do I, how do you specifically, not me, um, how do, how do I get the attention or be able to converse with trans women, um, and things of that nature? So what are, what do you, um, think some of those obstacles are that prevents you from being able to have what you seek? I think it's um, not this to do with Hello? There you go. 
a lot of it's to do with the insecurities and fear, and obviously because obviously, like you said, the violence, and obviously the distrust, um, and obviously uh, how people or men uh, look at, at, at trans ads, you know, kind of like, is it just like a sexual thing or is it a fantasy thing? You know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. So, and so therefore, it, I guess it makes it hard for something like me to kind of, you know, because uh, uh, they don't kind of understand or believe and you have to do a lot of work, which you may not even get anywhere because the fear is there, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 yeah, it kind of makes it difficult, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I understand. I really do. Um, I, I think I answered this question. I think you may have submitted this question. Um, when I did the birthday episode and I answered the question, um, there are a lot of different factors that go into it, of course. And not to say that, you know, you as a man is not doing what you're supposed to be doing and stuff like that. There are just so many factors and so many things taking place that could really um, impact a trans woman's life and make her just not trustworthy of men in general. And it takes a lot to kind of, it may take a lot, I should say, um, to prove yourself to her so she can find value in that. And, you know, um... Um, I think another caveat is that um, because of the systems that trans women face, particularly black trans women, and again, I'm sure in the UK it may be similar to this, maybe not as um, deep, but it's definitely probably still there, is that, you know, a lot of trans women probably do sex work in in an effort to make money and stuff like that because it may be challenging for them to find work because of transphobia, because of unsafe work environments, not even just physical kinds, but also just basic harassment, misgendering, all that kind of stuff. If you just want to go to work and do a job and not have to worry about people getting in your face about who you are as a person when you're there to provide a service or do something for someone or whatever, that's the last thing you want to be caring about is who I am and why I'm showing up this way. It it, it doesn't stop the quality of my service just because I'm who I am. And so a lot of the girls may turn to doing sex work because there is, like you said, a niche market where men will literally pay money for you to engage with them. And so, you know, and so we always use the expression time is money. I don't know if y'all use that over there, but we, we, I don't need no one. Don't don't make that face. Um, But we use the expression time is money a lot of the time in general. And we often have to remember that when you're asking someone for their time, sometimes they may want to ask you for some something in return because that's how capitalism works. It's like, I gave you something, now you give me something back. And when you approach a woman, particularly a trans woman, and you're asking for her time, most some in some cases she may say, well, it's going to cost you because she's, you know... I'm, I mentioned just a little bit earlier on the episode that the age cap for particularly black trans women is 32 years old. So how much time do they really have to be floundering around and playing around with the man who doesn't have time, energy, or effort, or value? 
not much. So it's kind of like, what do you want? Let's move on, you know? And I think a lot of men don't understand that. And I think that just takes a little bit more community outreach and connection in that way. And that just comes from the idea that, um, I mentioned this in the last few episodes, of course, about how black cisgender heterosexual people don't inherently think that black LGBTQ plus people, particularly trans people are equal to or valid as they, as them or their experience. And, you know, that just takes a lot of breaking down, a lot of understanding, a lot of, um, accountability and that accountability could feel like an attack sometimes. And it could feel like, I'm not doing anything mean. I'm not doing anything bad. Why are you being mean to me? Well, if the system has been hurting you and you're just being you're being affected because you're just black, that's already one thing. If the system is being bad because you're black and a woman, that's a bad thing. If, you're, if the system is being black and bad because you're black, a woman, and you're trans, so much more extra. So the layers continue to get added on. And it's not the oppression Olympics, it's just the fact of the matter. And I think a lot of times, just, you know, cisgender, heterosexual black men who are interested in trans women haven't dug that deep. They only want to be, you know, in a sexual space. Because, as you mentioned, the fire and the brimstone and hell and religion and so much other things to continue to, air quotes, uphold as a black man. And you don't want to appear weaker than because... We, of course, connect femininity and womanhood as subservient or less than or not equal to masculinity. So any kind of relationship or connectivity to LGBTQ plus people can involuntarily mean that in this state of being. So long answer, but um, again, it, it that's not every girl and that's not every situation. But I think when you're dealing with things at a large scale like this, it's kind of what it's like. So I'm, I'm talking a lot. This is supposed to be about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so and now, because I'm, now because I'm nosy and I did that huge lecture, um, have you ever been in relationship with trans women at all? Try as you might. <laughs> Try as I might. Um, no, I haven't. Go ahead. But it's um, it's something that I would I, I would like to, you know. I mean, obviously, if it, if if it doesn't happen, I mean, nothing should be forced, you know. So, um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess that's 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 it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the simplicity of it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least now you're more equipped and, you know, able to handle things a whole lot better. And, you know, I would trust that you would be able to not only be able to have these conversations about it within yourself, but also perhaps be able to talk and help other men, maybe even other black men who may be attracted. I think, um, on episode ooh, 27? Ooh, I'm lying. 27. I think episode 27, when I talked to Big Chris, we talked about building community amongst men who are attracted to trans women or have amory towards trans women. I think that's a very important thing because sometimes y'all be feeling like y'all alone out there and y'all need someone to talk to and make sure you feel like you're not crazy. 
And um, I think that's an important thing to do. So I encourage you to, you know, in the UK, I'm sure there are some groups that you probably may or may not know about. Have you ever been to anything like that? I have been to a few still, but um, they kind of like I don't know. I, I it, it, it feels weird because sometimes it's like an AA meeting, and you and you go on there, and everybody has a story to tell, and I feel like sometimes it's a bit like, ooh, you know, it's like yeah, we can have a cup of tea or have a cup of coffee and we can talk about this, and talk, but it, it, it like. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like, you know, it's like you're under a spotlight. Mm. Like, you can't just have a conversation with somebody and say, look, do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's more like a kind of, like, session mm-hmm. where where you're, you're, you're in a group or you have people who share their kind of stories, you know what I mean? And it's like, why would you want to be here? Kind of thing, and not in a not in a not in a negative way, but just like I'm looking for something, and this is like it's like like I said, it's like it's like it's, sometimes it's a bit like an AA meeting where you're, you're going and they say, okay, what happened? This this happened, you know, and you're relating certain things. You're thinking, why do I have to tell a bunch of people that I don't really know? when I just want to, you know, have a conversation, have that conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I I appreciate you sharing that. That's a genuine, real feeling that I think a lot of people, particularly men, have where they're kind of like, I just want to talk to maybe one person about how I feel and kind of get those things underway. And it makes sense because, you know, unfortunately we teach men not to be open and sharing things like that. And then also on top of that, we, you know, it's not for everyone to sit in front of a crowd of people and say, like, this is how I feel about things, because it can feel very, um, like you said, a spotlight and, you know, public speaking is <laughs> is a huge fear. And then not only are you public speaking, you also have to publicly speak about something that may be perceived as taboo or not right. And you've been struggling with it. So it may not be for you. And that's OK. I, I, um, there, I'm sure there are other ways and other kinds of formats where you can meet somebody. There are online places where you could meet with guys to talk about this, or you can, there are group chats, there are Facebook groups, there are, you know, all kinds of ways and you can get connected to be able to have this kind of dialogue, to be able to have these conversations or to hear other men talk about it, you know. So again, the episode with Big Chris, I think it's 27, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to go back and listen to it so they can go to the link and see if they can get connected in any kind of way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I say to that. But I, I do think it's important not to hold those feelings in because eventually they manifest. (laughs) And if you're not ready for them to manifest and you're not, if you're not in the place to be able to have the discourse and the dialogue around it, it can be very traumatizing. And, you know, sometimes it gets to the point where the moment becomes so overdramatic. Um, it becomes too anxiety inducing. It can become very upsetting and flus- and frustrating. So 
sometimes particularly black men like to kill black trans women and murder us because they haven't worked all those emotions and all those feelings out. So that's why I always definitely encourage you all to definitely have, you know, whatever way you want to have the conversation, whatever connections you want to make to do so, because the more you hold the poison in, the, the fear and the anxiety around it, it's going to lash out and end up hurting somebody. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, like, um, how can I put it? There's a lot of kind of, like, um, shame and guilt. Mm. So with that, that brings, like, kind of, you know, that kind of fear and then that kind of approach to kind of, like, do stuff that isn't, like, open, you know, and kind of, like, uh, closed as, as, as people they kind of have different lives it's like they're living like you know like um how can i put it um do you know that like one minute they're like clark and then the next minute they're superman so it's like they've got no ego you know so i think it's 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 it's, it's something that is needs to be addressed mm-hmm. um, but it it also needs to be addressed by not just one person. I think, like, if you're if you're a man and you're attracted, you need to be open. And I think you need to be kind of honest. And if you're a trans woman, you need to kind of share the reasons why the fear and that kind of you know that mistrust there. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. Sense. Yeah, I agree. And the fun, the the fun, <laughs> I, the fun part about relationships of any kind, whether they be, whether they be romantic or platonic, especially when they're romantic, the communication needs to be unparalleled. <laughs> and then when the communication happens, as I mentioned on the birthday episode, there needs to be comprehension. And I think that you can talk to your blue in the face, but if you don't have any understanding or if you don't comprehend where this person is coming from, why they feel the way that they feel, or you're not willing, willingness is a huge part about it. If you're not willing to see it from their perspective, to understand how they feel about certain things, then it's gonna put even more of a challenge on the situation. So I think there needs to be um, openness and willingness on um, both ends completely. I do agree with that. Um, but yeah, I, I um, we are almost at the end here. And so um, I want, the last thing I want to ask is, since you've gotten kind of comfortable and you're ready to, you know, go out and, and share your love with a woman of trans experience, um, I will want to, I, I want to know what, what kind of girl are you looking for? Cause I'm nosy. Uh, I guess I've been, see, this is, this is another thing. This is another pinpoint because I, I guess you don't know until you know mm. if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I can't, like, you know, like I said, there's there's plenty of attraction. I guess somebody for me would be, you know, somebody that's kind of wise, that kind of like has love as and can love, you know, because I think that's 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 a very like uh, key thing, you know, because. Know, it's like if you try to love something that doesn't know love or doesn't understand love, mm. it's never gonna work, no matter what kind of 
relationship it is. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's about kind of being able to, you know, love yourself, love that person, that person, reciprocating love and kind of, you know, just being unique mm-hmm. to your situation, you know, because a lot of people, like, it's like sometimes my friends, we, we have a laugh when we hang out and we have love for each other, but we don't, like, there's certain things where, you know, like, it's, it's like it stops there and then, you know, but to be told that there's somebody to know everything you need to be with them 100%, you know, so if you're standing with them, you're standing with them. Mm-hmm. And so that is the, that is, that is what I guess I look for. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I love that answer. Oh, stand with people or, or don't stand with them at all. Don't don't be in way halfway out. Be here for the cause, baby, is basically what Bark says. And since That's he it. since he is the black knight, he will come by your homes and um joust you if you are not behaving appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So um I wanna thank you, Mark. I know um we not have some tech issues today, Jesus. Oh, right now, like this static is not it. So I want to firstly thank you, of course, for indulging me in doing this and being one of and being my very first international guest. So I, I want to thank you for that. It's been a pleasure. On and it's um in this maiden voyage. <laughs> so um, I, I also want to thank everyone who's tuned in through this entire thing and all the cuts and the snippets and the, and the static that may have been there. If you bear through all of this and the sound quality, I love you forever. So, whoo, look, there's the static again. There we go. So, um, um, and Mark is, is, a, is a sweet private baby, so I don't think he's going to want to share his information with everybody in the world. Oh, no. No, because then I'd, I'd, I'd be like, you know, I guess everybody would just be wanting to know stuff. I mean, I don't mind, but too many people is too much. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't have to throw your information out there. I, um, you know, I don't even have to tag you on Instagram if you don't want to. So, you know, you can let me know about that. But um, if you're looking for resources about how you can be connected to, um, if you're a man who's attracted to trans women, I can put those links in the description. Remember at the beginning of the episode, I talked about T-Door and Trans Awareness Week. Please stay tuned for that. And thank you again, Mark. Um, the, the Black Knight, not the Dark Knight. Don't be confused now, y'all. The, the black knight and the um and thank you so much for enduring the um technical difficulties and all the static and stuff so thank you 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 bye Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all Black, Black to, to the, the Future. future.